Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Okay, so here we are, Jessica Collins. We are in Simpsonville, Kentucky. This is beautiful. I mean, everybody, if you are not viewing us right now and you're just listening to the podcast, you can probably hear some of the amazing Kentucky sounds going on. I'm not even sure what all of these animals are. There's some funny frog sounds that sound like bullhorns, and there's a beautiful pond over here, and there's just... I mean, trees and hills and fields and farms. I've never been to Kentucky, Jessica, so this is absolutely beautiful. Were you born here? Yeah, I've been in Shelby County my entire life. And you are 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Can you do me a favor? Tell everybody what your passion is. My passion is to help those in need that uh, can't help that they're in need, and that's pretty much children. I My biggest passion is helping children because they have no control over their situation at home. Right, I understand what you mean by that. And what what is the name of, would you consider that an organization that you've started? Or what is the name of your nonprofit that you've started? Um, in fifth grade, I started a charity called A Place to Sleep, and we provide beds to kids that don't have one. First of all, what inspired you to do that? Um, in fifth grade, the movie The Blind Side came out, and when Michael Orr got his very first bed that year for Christmas, I wanted to give a kid a bed, and then it kind of spiraled out of control into a charity. Tell me about the first time you did that, and what, what was it like for you? Um, the first time I helped a kid get a bed, we talked to the school I went to, my elementary school, and the kid that I found out that didn't have a bed lived in an apartment behind my house. So there was a kid not even a mile away from me that needed a bed. How did that make you feel? It was a shock because I was thinking there would be like one kid in my entire county and then I'd be done. But this family had three kids. They were all sleeping on the ground and their bedroom was empty. They all shared one blanket. They didn't even have blankets to share, sleeping bags even. I mean, fifth grade is young, you know? How did that change your perspective on life? Like as a fifth grader learning that here so close to you is three kids who not only don't have a bed, don't have blankets. That has changed the way I've lived forever, knowing that I'm sitting in class with kids that they might be falling asleep in class, but that might be because they don't have a bed that they're going home to. And it makes me realize that everybody's home life is so much different than mine. Not everybody's as fortunate as me. Okay, so you see this need and you realize I'm going to get one child to bed. And so you do that, you get you get a bed. How did you go about getting the bed? Um, I have a really close-knit church that everybody knows everybody. It's not a big church at all. And so we just, we have an email list that prayers, anybody that needs anything can send out. And so I said, does anybody have a bed that they can give me? Because I have people at my school that need a bed. And people hopped right on it. They were like, 
oh, I have a bed. We just moved houses. We don't want it. Oh, I have a brand new one. I didn't like how it felt when I slept on it. I'll give this one to you. That's amazing. So basically you're repurposing other people's beds. So it's not like you even needed to raise money to go purchase mm -hmm. other beds. You found beds that people didn't want or weren't using and you put them to amazing use. So you get the bed, you give it to the family. Did you give them just one bed? We gave them, a, I think it was a bunk bed and a twin bed because they had three kids and they didn't have a large area. They were living in an apartment. Right. Um, and that's still how we run today. We don't say, okay, we have a twin bed available. We ask the family what works for them because again, everybody's home life is different. You don't know how much room they have or what works best for them. You know, you talk about that and I can't help but think about how this is totally changing your mindset, your mindset and your perspective on life in general because it's helping you to think bigger now and you're still only 16. So many 16 year olds just don't have that wisdom and that that vision right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm really grateful for it because still I have friends that they've never done one minute of community service. And if they've done it, it's been because they've had to do it and they paid it. But for me, like giving someone a bed, it's not really community service because like I enjoy doing it. It's a hobby, I guess. Like it's not a thing I dread doing. No, but see, the thing is, I'm finding in all the people that I've interviewed, and I've interviewed hundreds of people, and the one thing that I'm finding is that everybody's passion in one way or another boils down to the fact that they love serving others. So, I mean, do you think this is a passion of yours? Do you, do you think this is something that could lead into the rest of your life in some way? It's definitely a passion of mine to help others and I'm a very spiritual and religious person, and I feel like it's what God has instilled in me. It's the project that He's given me. So I feel like He's, like, I'm only 16, so I haven't helped a thousand kids get a bed. It's been like, it's God working through me. So how many kids have you helped? Actually, it's 1,005 after today. Wow, congratulations. I just got goosebumps all over my whole body. What an accomplishment. I mean, good for you. Thank you for doing that. No, thank you. I mean, seriously, to make this world a better place, isn't that what it's about? And we all have our struggles and our challenges. And for these kids to know that somebody is out there thinking about them and caring about them, I that that is changing their lives. You know, you've changed 1,005 kids' lives in the fact that you gave them a place to sleep, but you did way more than that, not just for them, but also for whether it's two parents, one parent, you know, the grandparents, whoever is around them, because don't you think that the parents want their child to sleep on a bed too, and okay. how much better they feel that yeah. their, their child has that? The kids, and they are so grateful. Almost every house you go to, they like run out and they want to carry it in. And we have a lot of the Hispanic families, they want to cook us meals because that's all they have to offer. And we're like, we don't want to eat your food, but they're like, they insist because that's what they have and they want to give back. Right, they want to say thank you. What kind of challenges have you had doing this? Because let's say audience members, whether they're teenagers or adults, and they're thinking about starting some kind of charity of their own because they see the need, what kind of challenges did you face? Um, Challenge, the biggest challenges we faced is we went in this blind, and by we, I mean like me and my family, that's still who it's run by. Um, so we didn't know like the logistics of it, like how to get a bank account set up, like 
and to be considered 100% nonprofit, how hard that is to do because we don't reimburse ourselves for gas money or time or anything like that. Um, and then another one was where I live, this will be different everywhere, but there's a language barrier. Me and my, my family and I don't speak any Spanish at all. And in Shelby County, there's a large population of people that don't speak any English. So that was, that was a big. How did you overcome that? Um, we've gotten volunteers that do have um, the ability to speak the other, ling other languages. And we've just picked up a little bit of Spanish and through love, you don't really need the language. They know that you're there to help. That is so beautiful, seriously. I'm, I am so impressed by you and you're on so many levels. Your grammar is great too, by the way. Just a little bonus, you have excellent grammar. Thank so you. that's very nice too. Um, what do you think you've learned about yourself through all of this? That's a tough question. Yeah, because you know why? People who give have a hard time talking about themselves. I guess so. So we'll, we'll just wait. <laughs> oh, what have I learned? about myself um, that I pretty much I'm willing to do anything to help other people like um, I can't say no very easily I learned that and that's how, that's also a barrier of how to overcome is I get myself too involved in too many things so I guess I've learned that about myself. Yeah, but you know what, though? You'll, you'll pare that down, and eventually you're going to be doing even bigger things than you're doing now. Because for a 16-year-old to provide beds for over 1,000 children, that's a big deal. And I know you were featured, actually, on, was it Nickelodeon? Uh, yes. They have a new documentary series called The Halo Effect, and it's a spinoff The Halo Award. And it's teens that have made a difference in their community. And so I also got... Um, like a grant to help buy more beds from that as well. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Okay, so we have people out there and they might want to do something similar to what you've done. How can they envision this for themselves? What should they see, do you think? I say maybe your passion isn't helping kids find beds. I say find something that you enjoy and you. I know that you can do it because I did it as a fifth grader and if you are a kid, find an adult you trust because you will need that adult support. But find someone you trust. That doesn't have to be your parent. That can be a family friend. And then don't say, I'll start this tomorrow. Start it today. Okay. So to explore then, they get an idea. And then how did you explore this charity for yourself? Like what was your next step? You, you see this need and you see yourself acting on it. So mm -hmm. what'd you do next? I made like community relationships. So I found a business in Shelby County that will give us the beds almost at their cost. And then I found the, I found a judge executive, Judge Rothenberger. He has given us a storage center. So I just made those relationships. Who is it? Can you share the business name? Cause I would love to promote them on the show that um, gives you the free beds or well, the beds at cost. Uh, Tracy's Home Furnishing, they give it to us almost at cost. So that is extremely helpful because um, these businesses jack up the prices like crazy. Of course, yep. And Good they, for them. Good for them. They are amazing. They're amazing people. Okay, so you get this idea. You explore exactly how you're going to go about doing it. And then what would you tell everybody to go do today to execute this plan? 
What's the first step? What did you do after you figured out, okay, I have all of this, what was your next step? Getting other people involved. Who did you get involved? Um, my church first, and then pretty much I used Facebook to find more friends. Well, that's what you, you know, you're <laughs> 16 years old and you were in, fa well, you were in fifth grade. Yeah, then. I was in fifth grade. So actually it was off like my mom's Facebook. Right, but, right, right. And now that I have social media, I use that and you just make those relationships and they last because if that you get a friend that tells a friend and then they tell their friend and it just blossoms. Do you have a favorite story of a family that you were able to mm -hmm. donate a bed to? I have this one family and they lived at least 45 minutes into the country on windy, windy roads. And when you got there, they lived on a farm in a trailer. So the dad had gotten a job probably working for the farm, feeding animals or something. It was a tiny, tiny, tiny trailer. There was two rooms, a kitchen, and then they all shared a bedroom. And there was maybe four or five kids living in this. And you walk up and they have their chickens and their roosters that you have to walk through. They have dead animals, like you have to walk through this and you get into the house and they are in tears crying because you gave them the bed and the mom still cooked us dinner and made us sit there and eat dinner. And that's like the sweetest story. That is sweet. That's an amazing I think story. about that family almost every day because they had nothing and they still wanted to give us something. So I love that story. That's a great story. What kind of closing advice would you give everybody? What thought do you want to leave them with? Mm, I always say my little motto, I guess, is you're never too young to make a difference. So if you are sitting on the couch with your mom right now watching this and you're five years old, you can do something. Kids, kids can make a difference yeah. in this world. I believe it. And soon you're going to be an adult. and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, Thank you I appreciate for having it. me. Do you have a website? Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's just Facebook slash a place to sleep. A place to sleep. Okay, and I will make sure to put that in my show notes for this episode. So thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision explore and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful. You can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep